No one can comprehend your word. King over all the universe, to you be the glory. And I am alive because I'm alive in you. And it's all because of Jesus I'm alive. Praise the King. 
Death is swallowed up in victory. Oh, death, where is your victory? Oh, death, where is your sting? The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. He is alive. Amen. Give him the praise. Yes. <clears throat> While you are standing, would you take a moment and welcome those around you?
All right, if you will return to your seats, you may be seated. Well, good morning. Welcome to Northside Baptist Church. It is church picnic day. Anybody excited about a church picnic? Anybody? There we go. A few of you. A few of you. We will go over the details of the church picnic at the end of the service so it's fresh on your mind because if I do it now and you're like me, you'll forget all the good information. So we'll do that at the end of the service. Well, good morning. Again, welcome to Northside. We're thankful that you're here. I know we have several, multiple uh, new families or, or folks with us today. I've already had a chance to speak to many of you, so thank you for being here. Uh, we're glad that you chose to worship with us. We don't believe anything happens by accident. Uh, so we believe that God led you here today, and we pray that it'll be a blessing uh, to you and your family. And many of you are new to Noonan as well that I've talked to, so welcome to Noonan, welcome to the area. We're glad to, uh, to have you. If this is your first time with us, we would appreciate if you would let us know a couple different ways you could do that. There's a connection card out in the foyer. You could fill that out and hand that to one of the ladies out there, or you can scan a QR code if you're good with technology. Just fill out some information about yourself um, right there online, and we would greatly appreciate that. Uh, today is a little bit different as far as what the worship uh, will look like. I was gone last week. Usually when I'm gone a Sunday, I'm preaching the next week. But today I'm not preaching because we've not had a chance to share about Ecuador yet. And that's really important that we do that, and so it's going to be a little bit different. Um, so if you came hoping to hear God's Word preached, I'm going to encourage you to come back next week. Next week will be in Esther chapter 4. We're working our way through uh, the book of Esther this summer, and so that's where we will land next week. But let me pray before we begin our time of sharing um, about Ecuador, and I'll kind of lay out for you what that uh, is going to look like. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, you call us to, to live sent. We've just sang, Father, about the resurrection of Jesus Christ, that we believe that Jesus is alive. And Jesus, if you are alive, as your word claims, as history points us to, as the evidence of the disciples changed lives, then, oh, Father, our lives have been forever changed. And we need to live differently, which means we live every day on mission. This is a time for us to gather. The, the, the brothers and sisters in Christ need this. We need the preaching of your word. We need to sit under the teaching of your word, whether it be in Sunday school or small groups or whatever that may look like. We want to encourage one another and build up the body of Christ. But Father, as we gather here, the reality is most of our days are spent with our family or in the workplace or in our neighborhoods and Father, it's there where people need Jesus. And so Father, as we share about Ecuador, as, as people see pictures and um, hear stories and God, hear how you worked, I pray that, Father, you would work in each of our hearts. That if we are not sharing the gospel faithfully, if we are not praying for lost people faithfully, if we are not living out the gospel faithfully, that you would convict us, that you would speak to our hearts, and that you would just change us, Father. And if anybody here today does not know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, then through the singing, through our time of sharing, Father, may their lives be forever changed. We ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. On June 23rd, 
seven members from Northside boarded a plane and flew to Ecuador for a mission trip. Now, if you've been at Northside, you know this is not our first mission trip to Ecuador. We'd already sent a team earlier in the year, had done a couple vision trips to uh, work with the Most, Johnny and Donna Most. But this was the first team that we sent to Ecuador to work with Chris and Madeline Yancey, who were here with us uh, last year and visited and shared. Um, and so this morning, we're excited to share about that trip. Uh, we'll have a video as well, so you can see pictures, you can actually see, in addition to hearing what we did. And I wanna encourage you to listen. I also wanna encourage you that if you have any questions to write those down, because tonight at the church picnic, during our time of worship there, you're gonna have an opportunity to ask questions. We've asked everybody that's gonna share this morning to try to be brief, to try to share in two to three minutes, just an overview, something that God did in their hearts. And then tonight we can unpack that um, in more detail. And so write those down. Uh, the other reason I want you to really listen is because the partnership with the Yanceys is just beginning. We've got the partnership with the Most and now with the Yanceys. And, and they're very, two very different opportunities, two very different trips. Going to work with the Most, it's hard, it's challenging, it is not for families, it's not for kids, it, it's difficult. But having gone to work with the Yanceys, having seen another church that was there from Texas who brought families, this trip to Ecuador to work at this camp, this is a trip for students. This is a trip for families. Um, probably not an introductory trip. Uh, you're going to hear more. Mark will mention it more going forward about the potential to resume the partnership in Kentucky. Um, and so, like, this wouldn't be an entry level, but this is an opportunity for students and families to do this. And so what has happened over the past year, um, we have tried, multiple people working together as a team who have a heart for missions, have tried to figure out where is God leading us, who are the partners that we are to work with, supporting, financially going and serving, and, and so God has clearly laid it upon our hearts through the Georgia Baptist and their partnership with Ecuador and God leading us to Ecuador, that is the country where we feel God outside of, of, of America here, that God is leading us. And so as followers of Jesus Christ and as a church, we're to live sent. Whether that is supporting missionaries with prayer and financial support or serving at the pregnancy center here in Noonan or bridging the gap or the Georgia Baptist Children's Home as some of you did yesterday. Whether that is a mission trip to Kentucky or a mission trip to Ecuador, whether you are sent to your neighbor or to your coworker or to the ends of the earth, you and I have the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And Jesus said, so have I sent you and you were called to go. Now just quickly, I think the highlight for me in Ecuador, and there's a lot that I could say, is simply just watching brothers and sisters in Christ fellow members of Northside just serving Jesus, being the hands and feet, loving on these kids, loving on these parents, these guardians, just serving, working, just being able to step back and watch God use them. And it's a reminder that this isn't all about the pastor. This is about the body of Christ. This is about the hands and feet. And the reality is your impact where you are is probably far greater than my impact will ever be. So may God use you as you live sent for his glory. And may you be blessed today as you hear from different people sharing. All right, I believe up first is Miss Jerry, wherever you are, if you'll come.
Good morning. Um, I thought it was kind of funny that Pastor Aaron said this isn't an entry-level trip, but this was my first mission trip that I'd ever taken. <laughs> um, but it was, it was my first mission trip, and it was the first time I'd been out of the country, the first time I'd been on a plane. So it was a lot of like new things for me. Um, but one of the things that I noticed the most was kind of like your expectation when you go on a mission trip is obviously to spread the gospel to the people that haven't heard it. And like we went to this little town, or it was a smaller town within a bigger town called Patate, that um, a lot of people had never heard the name of Jesus before, and so it was cool getting to talk to them. But something that I hadn't really thought about or expected was all the opportunities that we got to encourage other believers. But just between like the worship services that the interns had that we got to have with them where sometimes they were singing Spanish and sometimes they were singing English and that even though we were all from different places, we still got to worship the same God and we still got to serve him together. And then um, one of the things that I thought was cool was um, in at the very beginning, like one of the first days that we were there, we went to a, um, a church service and it was, you know, the only English that we heard was from Christianity translating. Um, but it was, it was interesting because Emma and I sang a song, and we sang it in English, um, but that was like kind of our like special song, and we were like, oh, like, it was, it was kind of cool. You know, we were singing in Spanish, but, you know, we weren't really sure, like, the effect that it would have on the Spanish community because... Um, you know, they don't understand it. But a couple of the interns that were from America that were there, you know, they were talking about, you know, that was the first worship song we've heard in our language in weeks. And so, like, that was just really cool getting to, like, talk to them and kind of encourage them, too. So that was something that was really, like, impactful for me and, like, something that I hadn't expected. So that's all that I have. This was also my first international mission trip. I'd never been out of the country, um, and so I did it without my parents, and a lot of y'all probably know I like to do things with my parents, but it was fun to also branch out and know that I could do things on my own. Um, so during the week, God moved in our lives in many different ways. For me, it was with the children, um, especially this one little girl. She was 11 years old. Her name was Sarah. Um, I noticed her when we got on the bus, just kept on staring at me, and I was like, it's probably the red hair, um, but I made a point to go over and talk to her, and when I did, I learned that she was the bus driver's daughter, um, so she spoke a little bit of English. Um, her dad has sent her to classes, so every Saturday she goes and takes classes to learn um, English. And so during that week, she became my buddy. She was by my side the entire time, and um, I got to learn more Spanish through her, and she got to, and I got to teach her English. Um, so when during the week in the morning, we would go and sand desks one day, we painted the next day, um, and she loved to help with all of that. And so one day, um, I was trying to help Miss Dee Dee just so she didn't have to carry all the desks and everything. And Sarah came up to me and she was like, I helped Dee Dee. And it was just really sweet because um, 
it like her noticing that we were that I was helping Miss Dee Dee and that she also could do that. So um, I think my favorite part would probably be our bus rides to and from uh, the school because she got to teach me about the fruits and the vegetables that were on the mountain and how they plant them. I learned a lot about avocados and mandarin oranges. Um, but during VBS, I was able to explain to her the game that I wanted to like play with them um, or like the craft and she was able to translate it. So that was really cool to have like a little translator beside me the whole time. Um, and I think my favorite memory probably would be one day there was this little boy, it was the last day, he came in late um, and we had already kind of done the craft and so I was in charge of crafts um, and this craft was very difficult. Uh, Mr. Mark, <laughs> Mr. Mark knows how difficult it was, but um, it was, so he came in and I obviously was not able to speak English or Spanish enough to him to like explain it to him. And so I asked Sarah if she would um, teach him or show him. And it was just really sweet to like watch her serve these kids, um, at, like her own kids that she's around. And it just really filled my heart with joy. Um, she is one of the kind, most kind hearted people I've met. And no matter what, she was always willing to help. Um, she made it very hard to leave because of the bond that we created, but I just ask that y'all please pray for her and her family. Um, they're not Christians, but we did leave her with a Spanish-English Bible, and um, our team highlighted our favorite Bible verses and kind of left her a note just to kind of encourage her. Um, but this trip meant a lot to me, and I'm very thankful for the opportunity um, to be able to go. So. What my takeaway, whoa, mercy, from this, um, this trip is that God is so faithful. God hears our prayers and he answers. Um, I have some health concerns, and so there was a, a little bit of anxiety about, gosh, I don't want to go and, you know, wreck it. You know, have people have to spend too much time taking care of me. And that didn't happen, and that is a blessing. Um, it's been 10 years since I've been able to go on a mission trip, so it was super special to me. And, and the bond, every, everyone that went on this trip was always, are you okay? How are you feeling? And um, that was wonderful. I enjoyed the trip. I enjoyed um, seeing, seeing a mission trip through the eyes of first time. No first-timers. Um, it was just a blessing, so I think I'm under my three minutes. Hi. Um, my name's Cynthia. For you guys that don't know me, I am not a public speaker, so I'm going to read my notes. <laughs> So I was asked, how do you see, how did you see God work? God worked in ways through the excitement of all the church planters. From Miss Diana and her husband, we had a guy named Byron who was just so excited for us to be there. Um, through the interns, that we got to hang out with. Um, Javier, he was just amazing. Um, and then through the parents, each morning 
that we were there helping them just work through the school, that they were excited that we were there to work alongside them. Um, and then the excitement of the parents who we saw in the mornings were there in the afternoon to help with the games and they wanted to play the games with us. Um, and then of course the kids, the excitement of the kids dancing, um, not knowing these songs, um, learning these songs with us, um, with us learning the songs and teaching it to them and how they wanted to be there to high five you or do the actions with you. Um, and then the kids that wanted just to be touched, to be hugged, to clap alongside you, to play ball with you. God was constantly working in the excitement of all these people. These Ecuadorians were so contagious. They wanted to be a part of whatever we did. They were just starving for the love of Christ. However we did it, there were times where I had to clean brushes um, after we were painting, and then I would clean things a certain way because, you know, I have a husband who's very particular about all his brushes when we paint. So I'd clean them a certain way, and then I'd see all of them follow behind me and start cleaning their brushes the way I cleaned them. Um, not that what my way was correct, but just saying, but just the differences. Um, they wanted to try it, they wanted to do it. And if I bounced a ball on my arms, I'm a volleyball player, so we do things volleyball. They're, they have a thing called Ecuadorian volley. I'm a little different than ours, but soccer is huge there. So they do everything with their feet. But we would bump the balls. And I had kids coming up the next day that would come right up to me just to show me that they knew how to bump the ball on their arms. And the, the, to see that they were watching everything we did and said. So their excitement was so contagious. They made me want to be a better speaker, wanted me to learn how to speak more Spanish just so I could talk to them, wanted me to show God's love better. And on day two, we were cleaning. God showed me how to humble myself when these kids brought bags and bags of fruit from their own hacienda and seeing how poor the community is and for them to be able to give a simple bag of fruit and is such a huge thing that they were so excited to give us a part of them. And the way they lived. So I ask, how did God work? He worked in every song we sung, every dance we learned in Spanish, and every time we had to teach them. 
and stand right beside them. Every game we played with them, every snack we shared, not only with the children, but the parents who were working at the schoolhouse with us every morning. God worked in so many ways. So how do you pick just one? Well, God spoke clearly to me on day three. If you know anything about me, my family, sorry. We volunteer at a therapeutic horse farm. Sorry, allergies. <laughs> it's not the crying. Um, we volunteer at a therapeutic horse farm for special needs every week. We've been doing it since the girls were 12. And on day three, two, I can't even talk, two young girls that were special needs walked in. They had not been there all week. They didn't know the songs. They didn't know the actions. They didn't grasp any of it. But I saw them and I knew. And so being able to sit there with them and show God's love and be a part of their excitement and seeing the smiles on their faces at the end of the day and the smile on their moms that somebody paid attention to their kids. So it only takes a little bit of God's love to change the world. And so God working in my heart it made me question why am I not is as excited as the Ecuadorians. Thanks. So one of the, the main things that I took out of this was the ability to bond as a team. And it didn't take very long. Uh, when uh, different folks mentioned the bus. I mean, I want you to imagine that's how you got around. We were in the mountains. You would get in the bus, you would go to destination A, you get into bus and you would go back. And so we got to learn about each other quite quickly. Day one was a little bit touch and go. Day two became easier, three. But the more and more we got to know each other, I've only been here, my family, and I've only been at Northside for under two years. We got, I got quite close uh, to each one. And if you're wondering why you should think about missions, whether it's to Ecuador, Kentucky, things, places like that, is to bond with people, specifically your brothers and sisters in Christ. 
you don't know each other as well as you could. That gives you a, a good bit of time to get, get to know each other. Uh, how patient you are at an airport. <laughs> Why it's important to know that drinking water when you're up at a certain altitude is important. Um, and scaring your pastors after they've done a hard day's morning uh, is not a good idea. That's me, so go for the video. Yeah. 
to our influencer, Miss Emma, for all the pictures and, and video. Uh, so here's what we're going to do. Let me pray. After I pray, we're going to sing a hymn together. I believe tis so sweet to trust in Jesus. Then the choir is going to sing. After the choir sings, I'll come back up and dismiss our kids to Children's Church. And then Brother Mark is going to come and just share a little bit longer, just big picture about Ecuador, about missions, about what God's calling us to, um, and just a good reminder of that. So let me pray, and then we'll continue to worship together. Father, thank you for the opportunities that we have had to hear about Jesus Christ. Father, thank you for the country in which we live, in which the gospel is accessible, and has been, for most of this country's history, readily available. Because the reality is there are places in the world where it is not as accessible. Places like Esmeraldas, where the Most are, where it is an unreached people group, the Afro-Ecuadorians, little to no access to the gospel. But then, Father, you have places like we were in the Patate area, where people maybe have heard about Jesus, but Catholicism is so strong there, to the point Chris says that if you ask somebody if they're a Christian, if they're a Catholic, they'll say no. Or here in America, they may say yes. But there they will say no, want nothing to do with Christianity. Just worshiping fathers. We saw pictures in one Catholic church of a body of Jesus still in a tomb. And we serve a risen Savior. So, Father, they need Jesus there. They need people to come to tell them about Jesus. They need Christians to come to encourage these brothers and sisters in Christ to keep up the work that they're doing. But Father, we also know that people need Jesus here. So Father, as we sing this song, "'Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus." Father, may we just do some self-reflection, asking ourselves, have we trusted in the name of Jesus? And is that evident? Has our life been changed as a result of that? So, Father, as we offer up this song of praise, be glorified in Jesus' name. Amen. Would you stand? Let's worship together.
trust in Jesus just from sin and self to cease just from Jesus simply taking life and rest and joy and peace Jesus, Jesus how I trust him how I prove him more and more Jesus, Jesus precious Jesus oh for grace to trust him more I'm so glad I learned to trust him precious Jesus Savior friend and I know that he will be with me to the end. Jesus, Jesus, how I trust him, how I prove him more and more. Jesus, Jesus, precious Jesus, oh, for grace to trust him more. Thank you. you may be seated.
All right, at this time, our kiddos are going to make their way to Children's Church. It'll be a, an abbreviated Children's Church compared to, to normal length. Uh, teachers just giving you a heads up. Uh, parents, hopefully you know where to pick your kids up. All right, Mark, if you'll come, brother. Well, it's been uh, great to hear about our trip and uh, <clears throat> see each of our team members get up here. I, I, you know, we're spending so much time together, I miss them. And so it's been good to, to hear from them all again. So I um, appreciate y'all sharing. And we're going to share more, like Pastor Aaron said, share more tonight. Um, more details about what's, what went on. And um, I'm going to talk a little bit about how we're moving forward with our efforts in Ecuador and um, other partners. But before I do, um, just a little over, overview of what we were there to do. We stayed at Camp Chicalco. The Yancey family, which were here last year, um, Chris and Madeline Yancey, and they have three children, um, Luke, who is a baby, um, Levi and um, Gloria. So uh, they live there at the camp. And they actually live in one of the cabins while their home is still being built. And so uh, they administer things at the camp. They work with the camp and the kids who come there. Uh, he's also an inter interim pastor at a church in Ambato where Gary got to speak and we got to go and, and um, uh, share there. And then also they are trying to plant a church um, in Patate, which is real close by. And from there, they're looking to plant churches in the community we went to, San Rafael. So um, we got to work in the school there. They had welcomed us in as long, and um, we did the VBS in the afternoons, and in the mornings we worked with the parents of the kids um, to paint the desk and get, the, get it ready for school. And that was pretty cool to work side by side um, with, the, with the parents there, uh, the people of that community. Um, so that was pretty neat, and um, we're going to talk a little bit more about that tonight. But they call that, in, in that uh, culture, when a community comes together for the benefit of the community, they call that a minga. So that's your Spanish word you learned today is minga. So, um, but that was pretty neat to see them all come together um, for a purpose. 
Uh, and one story I'm going to tell you, just Gary talked about the bonding that happens. And um, quick story uh, about something that bonded the guys together was the cold showers that happened occasionally. And so uh, we had, um, I'll just go into that more tonight. It was just the cold showers. So just for sake of time, well, I'll tell you that story this evening if you come. So, um, so I do want to talk a little bit about um, working with the Yanceys and the Mosts. Um, the Yanceys have been called to Ecuador. And so we believe that Northside has been called to, to partner with them. And even though we may only see, sorry, send a team once a year or even every other year, um, that's not the only way we can partner with them. Um, as we pray for them, we can uh, give money to support them uh, and even encourage them in the work that they're doing. Uh, we're, we're partners together with them. You know, they're a young family. Um, they're living far from home. Um, and so they've got young kids, and so we need to think about how can we encourage them um, to continue where God has called them to work. And so even things like we'll find out when their birthdays are. Chris, Chris just had a birthday a couple of weeks ago, and so send him a note to say, hey, happy birthday, brother, I'm praying for you. So little things like that are, are ways we can partner um, with these um, missionaries that God has, has uh, called us to work with. So um, there's a passage I just want to share briefly with you. Um, I probably mentioned to you before, but I believe it's good for us to look at when we're, when we're talking about mission partnerships, and it's Philippians 1, 3 through 5. I'm just going to read that for you. It says, I thank my God in all my remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine for you all, making my prayer with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. The church um, that Paul is writing to in Philippi is in Greece. He's over in Italy. He's in uh, house arrest in Rome. Um, but yet he says they are partnering together, um, far apart, but partnering together for the sake of the gospel. Um, they have sent funds to Paul. Uh, they even sent somebody from their church, a guy named Epaphroditus, um, to be with Paul in Rome. So they're connected. They have a relationship. Um, he's got a relationship with the people in Philippi. And that together, they strive together to advance the gospel. And to me, that's how a mission partnership works. Um, you know, we're far away from the Yanceys, yet we can still partner with them and strive together with them for the gospel as we uh, work to make disciples here and as they work together, work to make disciples where God has called them, um, we're on this mission together. And so um, that's pretty cool. So um, the NASB, I, mean, I read from the ESV, the NSB, uh, the word they use there, that same word for partnership is participation. It's the same idea. We, as we give and as we pray and as we go, we participate in the gospel um, together. And uh, thinking about that community of San Rafael, we are participating with the Yanceys to reach that community. So we need to continue to pray for the Yanceys, pray for Camp Chicago. Pray for that community of San Rafael where we worked side by side with them. We shared the gospel with them, and we worked with their kids. Um, that VBS, we had about 50 to 60 kids every day. They told us there were 55 kids enrolled in that school. So basically every kid that went to that school came to VBS and got to hear the gospel. So um, that's pretty neat. Um, this word that we're talking about, partnership, 
In the New Testament, it's also translated other places as fellowship. And we see that in church, right? We come together, we do things together as a church. Um, like today, we're going to the church picnic together. Um, but even as we go, it's more, there's more to it than just hanging out, right? There's, there's a Christ-centered bond that we have um, because we're family. And so I saw that on our team this, um, as we went. We grew closer together, um, as some of them shared. Um, and part of it was the shared experiences, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, the, um, the language barrier. We were all in that same boat, right? Eating some weird food that we're not used to, even sharing uh, that food. Sometimes I felt like we were back in the school lunchroom. It was like, who wants the plantains? And who wants the, I'll trade you my whatever for, you know. But hey, it all worked out. And even like, we talked about the bus ride, spilling the tea on the bus, right? I learned what that meant. So hey, hey. But we're going off through all this together. And we're striving together for the sake of the gospel. And that's this partnership that we're talking about. It's what we do here at church. We do it in VBS. If, you're, if you work in VBS, you kind of have that bond of, of this group that's working together for a certain reason. Upwards about to start up, same thing. Working out here for, to share the gospel with these kids and families. And so as we talk about mission partnerships, that's what we're talking about. This bond, this fellowship, this participation together, even if we're far apart, we participate together. And we already have a lot of great partners. If you look um, the wall in the fellowship hall, um, there's a map there and there's, there's uh, pictures of different partners. You can find out who they are. You can pray for them. Um, and so here in our community, we have great local partners. Uh, we're exploring uh, more. We, we work, went to work yesterday at the Georgia Baptist Children's Home, and so we're exploring what that's going to look like. And as we move forward, we're praying for, for other partners. Um, Brian's uh, working with Casas Por Cristo to put together a, a trip of a team that might go somewhere and build a house for somebody. Um, soon we'll be um, taking a vision trip to Kentucky to talk about continuing that partnership and what that would look like for us to be able to take families and just help the people in that community. So um, as we think about mission partnerships, <clears throat> I want to think about three things, just to share with you briefly about three things, giving and sharing of resources. Now in the New Testament, this same word we're talking about partnership, fellowship. It's also translated this way. Um, there were churches who would come together. They would give some money to help either another church in location or they would take it to Paul and help Paul. So it was, they were cooperating together. And we already do that through the cooperative program and through um, Lottie Moon and uh, Annie Armstrong and things like that. We're doing that with mission partners already. And then this last year, um, the Lord led us to the Yanceys the Yancey family, and uh, we plan to partner with them the same way. And so um, we have resources here that they can use, and it's not just money. Um, our team brought a lot of things down, we several extra baggages down, um, things for their, their house that they're building, things that will help them in ministry, things they can't get there, but we have here. And so as we go, we take all that stuff with us, share those resources. So um, second thing I want to think about is collaboration. It's just 
um, serving together um, with others, and not just our mission partners on the field, but we've been collaborating together with um, local churches here in Noonan as well. Um, that's kind of how we're partnering with the Most. Um, it started out um, a couple years ago, I started trying to take individual churches to see the Most, um, to partner with them, and what happened was these churches just started working together. And so we have four churches here in Coweta County that we work with and we send teams together with and we um, send resources um, together to work with the Most, and so that's pretty cool. So we've got giving and sharing of resources, we've got collaboration, and then think about sending strategically. Um, it's not just random, we don't just pick a spot on the map and say, yeah, let's go, or hey, we wanna get another stamp in our passport, but it's strategic. I um, mean, these are opportunities that God has brought uh, to Northside. And so just think about how that's working, how it's working its way out. A year ago, about a year and a week ago, Pastor Aaron and I were in, we're in Ecuador. I keep getting all these pictures on my phone about, hey, last year you were here. So, um, and we spent a couple of days with the Most, and we spent a couple of days with the Yanceys. And, and we were at Camp Chicago praying, uh, where would God take us? And, and he providentially, the Lord providentially worked all of it out for us to be there then. And this is what we've seen in the last year. In Caballal, which is working with the Most in the other part of Ecuador, um, we've seen a, a new church get started there that wasn't there. Um, we've seen at least two salvations. A team that went in January, one of the things we did, we took audio Bibles, which we've talked about because they, the adults don't read. We gave those out. Our kids from VBS gave the money for those audio Bibles. Through that, we met a guy in Caballal who they think is going to be like the leader in the church, and so Johnny is discipling him. Uh, and then but in April, the Lord allowed me to go back, and, and I was there for the first baptism of the first person from Caballal. And so pretty awesome what the Lord has done through that. And now we have sent a team um, to work with the Yanceys in Camp Chicago. So it's good to serve alongside mission partners like these, who we can get to know, who we will see more than once, and who we will participate with in sharing the gospel to those in darkness. So I would ask you guys to pray for the community of San Rafael. When you think about our team, think about Camp Chicago. As you pray for the Yanceys, continue to pray for San Rafael. That's where, they are. That's where we worked. That's where we shared the gospel. They're going to follow up there, um, and they, they're praying to plant a church there. And so, um, as Pastor Aaron mentioned, you know, we go to share the gospel, especially places like this where the Catholic influence is so great, and it's different than it is here. Um, he mentioned, Aaron, Pastor Aaron mentioned that. Um, there, they really diminish Jesus. They diminish who he is, and they exalt Mary, right? And they are taught that Jesus' death is not sufficient um, to once and for all pay for sin. So therefore, you still have to work and do things to earn salvation. They don't know that God loves them, and they're not taught about the resurrection. Pastor Aaron mentioned this too. I've not seen it, but there is a church there that's 
either got a picture of Jesus in the tomb or in a coffin. Either way, they're not teaching about the resurrection. And Jesus, and we all know that, that he's alive. And so they really have no hope, right? So one of the things we talked about then when we shared the gospel is the resurrection, that Jesus is alive, and how do I make things right with God? Because what they're doing is saying, if I can do enough good things, if I can perform well enough, God will accept me. My question to that is, how will you ever know if you've done enough? And if, you're, if that's your way of thinking, that's exhausting. There's no hope in that. And our only hope is in Jesus. And so there's people there in San Rafael who are striving every day to, to just do enough to cover for the bad things that they've done, trying to do good things. There's people here in Newton, Georgia who think the same way. And so for that, I would, I would just share one verse with you, Romans 5.1. It says, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. That's where we make things right with God. It's through Jesus. It's not through anything we're going to do. It's through him and only through our faith in him. So that's why we went. That's why we go. And that's why we um, feel it's so important to partner with uh, people like the Mosques who are, who are sharing God's love there in Ecuador. So um, just to kind of think about mission partnerships, um, God has connected Northside with many mission partners. And so it's whether through giving, through a collaboration with other local churches, or with a missionary family like the Mosques, we are participating together in the gospel. And think about it like this. We're disciples on mission together to make other disciples. And we do that here, and we can do it together with our partners in other parts of the world. So whether it's uh, in Noonan, in Kentucky, or in Ecuador, we are called to live sent. And we can go beyond our walls and strategically collaborate with others. And as we make disciples here where God has planted us, and as missionaries like the Yanceys work to make disciples where God has called them, we are partners together in the gospel. And that's how we want to proceed here um, to continue to work with, with good missionary partners. And so uh, just thankful for you guys' um, support of our team um, through prayer, through giving, through um, your support of the spaghetti lunch that we had. Thankful to Mike Edson who took us to the airport and back and that was a real labor of love because we got back about before 6 a.m. and so he had to come get us and so just thankful for that and um, just thankful for these opportunities uh, to take the gospel to those who need to hear them. So let's pray together. Lord, I thank you for um, just thank you for this team that went. Thank you for each one and um, their part on this, this trip and Lord, I just pray that as uh, we've talked about this community of San Rafael, that um, the gospel that was presented will penetrate their hearts and the spirit would move and people there would come to know you and that we would see a church planted there, Lord. Um, thank you for this time together. In Jesus' name, amen. If you'll please stand with us again. Your will be done, my God and Father, 
As in heaven, so on earth, my heart is drawn to self-exalting. Help me seek your kingdom first. As Jesus walked, so I shall walk, held by your same unchanging love. Be still, my soul, oh, lift your voice and pray. Father, not my will, but yours be done. How in that garden he persisted, I may never fully know. Just a couple moments uh, before we go over some announcements. Let me just just say a word of thanks to Mark. Um, Mark has led a many a mission trip. Um, first time I've actually got to see him lead one up close and personal, and he does an incredible job, and he is an absolute gift to Northside Baptist Church. Um, 
And so his, his heart is Jesus and missions, um, and uh, that is clear and that is evident. And so thank you, uh, Mark, for that. All right, just some announcements, and then we'll end with the church picnic, and then we'll, uh, we'll close with prayer, and we will uh, be finished. Upward is getting ready to start back, so there's information about evaluations. I'm sure we need help. Uh, so it's coming up this Saturday. The next two Saturdays are evaluations. We need people to come help with that. If you have a kid signed up, your kid needs to come and go through the evaluations. Um, so see all of that. Next Sunday, we're going to have our time of praying for our schools. Uh, but Coweta County starts Wednesday. Um, and so be in prayer for our schools even now, but we'll have a time specifically to pray um, for our schools next week. There's all sorts of other announcements in there. There's a lengthy announcement about our deacons. Um, you see five names, five men who um, we reached out to. If we inadvertently left you off, I'm going to be honest, July and the last part of June was a crazy, insane month. So if Ryan or I did not reach out to you um, and you are interested and willing, please see us. Uh, that was not intentional. It just went by very, very fast. Um, we'll send out a message this week about when you can vote for that. But if you've been a part of Northside, it's going to work just like it has the last several years. So be aware um, of that. All right, church picnic. There are two different times listed in the bulletin. It is 2 p.m. 2 p.m. So my family will get there a little bit before 2 p.m. So 2 p.m. is when it's going to start. There's a, a big place inside. If you want to bring games, if you're like, I don't want to be outside, bring board games, have fun, hang out. There is a pool. Uh, there's a lake. So you'll have several hours to enjoy that. We will eat around 5.15. So if you're coming just to eat, get there a little bit before 5. Make sure you bring your food. Uh, we will be inside eating uh, last year it felt really good inside where we ate, and so hopefully it will as well. And then we're going to worship around 6.30. We're actually going to worship in the same place where we're going to eat. We're not going to move to the chapel. Last year the AC wasn't really working in there. It was hot, and then you got to walk down the hill. So we're going to stay in the same place and worship. We'll sing together. We'll have the Q&A about missions. It's going to be a lot of fun. Even if you didn't sign up, there will be a ton of barbecue, um, all that good stuff. So come do that. Do you have your hand up, Bill? Yes. Bring your own drinks. Bring a cooler with your drinks in it. Bring your sides. You'll clearly see where you can put it. We're going to have extension cords, so if you have a crock pot or something you need to keep warm, we'll have plenty of that that you can keep that warm uh, if you come early. Just come hang out, build relationships, get to know people, have fun. Um, it'll be a great time of fellowship and of worship as well and of good eating. All right, Bill, you're the deacon of the week. If you'll come, dismiss us.